welcome to the Not Old Better Show. Today's show is brought to you by Omaha Steaks and Ritual.com. You know, it is that time of year again. You're gathering with friends and family. You're wrapping presents, probably having some eggnog with your favorite Yuletide libations. You know, that just leaves one thing, the annual holiday movie marathon. (laughs) Not sure where to start? Well, we've got some ideas today. How about with a list of fascinating movies that are all based around the holidays from our guest, Mark Lapidula? You know, from many incarnations of the Charles Dickens classic, A Christmas Carol, to Frank Capra's perennially televised It's a Wonderful Life, these stories remind us, or at least they try to, that there is much more to Christmas than a spirit of giving. Yep, it's sort of an ironic message, but Christmas-themed films get rolled out each year right around Thanksgiving, and the whole idea is, rather than giving, (laughs) it's about selling tickets. But irrespective of all of that, our guest today is a favorite of the show. It's Mark Lapidula, as I say. Mark Lapidula will be sharing his thought-provoking presentation about several classic and contemporary examples of how the Christmas holiday has been portrayed in movies and throughout the decades. We are going to talk about films like It's a Wonderful Life, National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation, A Christmas Carol, and our family's favorite, Elf with Will Ferrell. So get ready, cotton-headed ninny muggins, <laughs> for a show that's going to be fun and all about Christmas movies. Please join me in welcoming back to the Not Old Better Show a real fan favorite, Mark Lapidula. Well, Mark Lapidula, welcome back to the program. You've been on before. You're a favorite. I always love talking to you. We're going to talk about some holiday films today, but welcome back. I hope you're well and family too, and uh, happy holidays. Well, thank you, Paul. Same to you uh, and your family. Hope all is well there. And um, I uh, always love our discussions on whatever the film topic. You're always a great (laughs) interviewer. So again, thank you for being so generous to have me back. Oh, well, absolutely. This one, the subject, again, we're going to talk about holiday movies. Uh, You're actually going to be doing a presentation uh, on this subject, and we're going to have links to where people can find out. It's at One Day You. I'll put links to where people can find out more information, entering your first three initials of your last name, LAP. We'll get $10 off. So lots of great stuff here, but let's just jump in and talk about it. Tell us a little bit about your presentation in holiday movies. Give us kind of an overview of what we can expect. Well, um, I wanted to, uh, because I was given a sort of premium slot with One Day University, that meant I have like an hour and a half that I can, you know, a little bit more than that when the question and answer is added to it. So I can really dive in deeply. Instead of just showing a handful of movies, I can show several movies and even a couple clips from the same movie. So that was more intriguing to me that I could do a a big cross-section of films Mm -hmm. that would be, yes, some that are perennial classics, others that are more contemporary, some that you wouldn't necessarily expect to have on the list as, well, at least in some circles, (laughs) uh, people consider them a Christmas film. So that's what ultimately appealed to me, yeah, about trying to put this together. Yeah, well, and I think it always always adds to the presentation to show some clips, but maybe give us a sense, what what makes a holiday movie special? Well, that, of course, is a great question. Um, 
you know, the holidays obviously are a special time of year. And they only come, you know, the, the Christmas season or the holiday season comes once a year. And however we behave throughout the other whatever, <laughs> 11 months, there's something about December that we sort of start yeah. thinking, oh, you know, I've got to start now thinking about somebody else. Or I have to think of, you know, what is the gift that I want to give my wife, my girlfriend, my husband, you know, a child or whatever. And we start thinking beyond ourselves in a way that's very positive. Right. Mm -hmm. And we do think of, well, how can I maybe just start to be a little more patient with people? How can I, mm -hmm. even strangers, right, or at least tolerate strangers more, uh, uh, you know, the, with my time? And, and that's a good thing, right? Mm -hmm. Because these movies, mm -hmm. what they kind of promise, um, and, the, you know, it's a wonderful life and a Christmas mm -hmm. story, they mm -hmm. promise a, a, a form of, well, making us really examine, you know, what really is important to us in this world, right? And gifts and all that are great to get or, you know, and it's better to give than receive. But, but, but beyond all that, it's more important that, yes, it's a time when families do their best to get together and they try to celebrate just, you know, being amongst one another. Mm -hmm. And yeah. I think that's what makes them special. And these films, they always come through, Right even though you've seen it many, many times, it's mm -hmm. almost like you need to see it again, just to reaffirm mm -hmm. that, right, you know, these, these films will never let me down. Maybe I have to do a little bit better job so that I make this Christmas more special this year than it's ever been before for my family, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. friends. Yeah, you, you've assembled this wonderful list, and we're going to talk about several of these. Not every one of them, because we've we got to leave something to this great upcoming presentation of yours at One Day You, but... But I, I, I like this idea of a theme, and it's kind of these days for me at least, and this message that I think I'm, I'm hearing an awful lot of, and that is it's kind of goodwill towards, towards all of us right now. We've had a tough couple years, and these films kind of bring that out in lots of ways, right? Would you, would you think that, that would, that's, a, that's a good sentiment? Absolutely. I totally agree. Mm -hmm. okay, there's uh, certainly been a shortage of just with the, you know, with the political divisions in America, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, again, these kinds of movies cut across all types of lines from, you know, line, demographic lines of age or race or gender or sexual orientation. They're just something that we all can kind of get together, you know, as one. And yes, we enjoy them maybe in our own unique way on our own level, but, uh, it's something that as a collective, we sort of emerge with this sort of sort of reaffirmation that the human spirit is something that is precious and that it needs to triumph, you know, in, a, in its, you know, better incarnation. It always is something that is, that is in a, a state of transition or metamorphosis, but we are trying to also, you know, take that evolutionary journey in life where, we're, where we become better people. And how we become better people, as you said, is that we do want to see goodwill extended towards all and, you know, equal justice for all and all these things that really, in the spirit of what Christmas really should be, right, if you even get back to its fundamental roots of a, of a, of a, of a baby being born that is going to ultimately sacrifice everything, you know, to save the world, our, our Redeemer, if you're in a, of the Christian faith, well, then, then this is a time to really say, well, you know, we do need to be so grateful for this. Mm -hmm. And it, it's something to absolutely celebrate, mm -hmm. right? 
So, uh, yeah. Yeah, I, one jumped out at me, and you know, it, it gives us a chance to see kind of some of our favorite stars in these different settings that we might not normally find them. You know, for example, uh, Bill Murray and Scrooge, Will Ferrell as Elf, and then Denzel Washington and Whitney Houston in The Preacher's Wife. That's a that was an interesting choice, I thought, for this list. But tell us about that movie because I think it's a, it, you know, I know in. In talking to you, that's an important movie to show up here. And Denzel's role was really special there. Well, it was. And uh, The Preacher's Wife is a remake of The Bishop's Wife that starred Loretta Young and Cary Grant and David Niven. And what is great about the update is that it follows an African-American community where there's a young you know, preacher whose church is in financial trouble. He's got a beautiful wife who is a star of the church choir, but because he's so stretched in so many ways by his community and all the needs of the community, in many respects, his own family is, is deprived of, you know, so much of, of his time and attention that they feel almost neglected. And so he sort of asks, you know, God, Hey, can I, you know, just have some help? And God sends Denzel Washington right into between, you know, his, his, his son, when he's playing with a friend and they're, you know, they're making snow angels in, in the yard. And he suddenly just as an angel appears in between them. And so he's doing his best to try to help this young preacher to sort of balance everything and to order to, you know, understand what his wife is going through because he's kind of, he's a little bit, uh, you know, beyond distracted, I guess. It's not just a little, he's very distracted, by by so many things that are sort of stresses upon him and his life and his parishioners that he that he's that he's yeah he's got to now refocus and realize in the big picture everything you know all that's important so Denzel is great in the way you know we're so used to seeing him in roles where you know training day or or something the equalizer where he takes such a an aggressive kind of role it's usually one like equalizer doesn't want to be that kind of person, but he's forced to be that person. And, and we're comfortable with Denzel. And here's one which, which is interesting where he appears to the guy and says, look, I've been sent to help you. And the guy says, yeah, right. Uh, I don't buy what you're selling. And he says, see you later. So Denzel says, Hmm, I'm going to have to try another tack here. I'm going to, you know, another, another approach. And he does. And finally he gets through and in getting through, yes, this, this preacher will, sort of have a rebirth, so to speak, and he'll be able to see, you know, his wife for the really multidimensional, beautiful woman and mother and wife and friend that she is and, you know, contributions to his church and everything else. And so it's a, it's a, it's a great message. And, um, you know, there is a subplot in this movie where, um, there was a robbery and then some African-American is just walking down the street on the other side of the street. And, when the owner comes running out, he identifies just this African-American stranger as the person who just robbed him. And so a person that is close to this preacher is falsely accused of a, you know, egregious crime and is then, you know, being held accountable for something he didn't do. So this is something from, what, 2003, but this is something that's in the headlines every day, right, that we're dealing with. So um, these movies aren't just going to be you know, easy celebrations of, oh, yes, Christmas and the Christmas spirits. Sometimes they're going to even take on some themes that are quite 
you know, quite serious and quite real. Um, remember, It's a Wonderful Life was a movie that many thought was just way too dark when it came out. It didn't do really well at the box office. And Scrooge, um, 1951, the Alistair Sim uh, version, uh, he, uh, as an actor, was a great actor, but for some reason, audiences, especially in England, felt that that version was way too dark and it didn't do as well. It was later that these movies became the perennial classics that are, you know, shown in on these marathons, 48-hour marathons, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. But uh yeah, because Dickens in the in the in the Christmas Carol, I mean he had serious uh themes of that he wanted to grapple with. And one of the main ones was that he was so appalled by how women and children were mistreated in the workhouses around England and throughout Europe that he had to write a story to show that this societal right ill needed to be corrected, right? We have to stop doing this, you know, exploiting these children, exploiting these women, treating them so horribly, such awful working conditions. And so he concocts a narrative around it that is ultimately one about a guy, right? Who's the one responsible for such conditions. And then he takes a journey towards redemption. And it's one with the past, present, and future when we do see the past, present, and future. And that's what these movies make us think about. They make us think about all the Christmases that we've had in the, you know, with our family in previous years and how special all those were. They make us reflect on that. The, the movie triggers that reflection. Then we have to like assess, well, where are we now? And then we assess, well, where do we want to be in the future? How could we even make this more special? I can remember in our family, there would be, you know, a great Christmas and then, um, you know, one of our extended family would come and uncle would say, well, next year is going to be even greater. You know, there was always this look to the, we were already looking to next Christmas. It was such a special time. Well, we are officially in the holiday spirits here at our house. Thanksgiving was great. And it's in the rear view mirror now. With great joy, we are excited about the upcoming holidays, which will be filled with family, love, food, and wonderful memories to be created. My memories are often of family, but also about the perfect gift, whether given or received. As a matter of fact, if you're still thinking about gift giving, which can be tricky for lots of people, Omaha Steaks makes it super easy to send friends and family an unforgettable gift guaranteed to be loved. Go to omahasteaks.com and enter NOB into the search bar and save 50% when you order the perfect gift package today is $99.99 and you'll get delicious butcher's cut top sirloins, chicken breasts, sides, desserts, and so much more. Remember, use the code NOB and you'll not only save 50%, but you'll also get an additional eight Omaha steak burgers free with your order. Order the perfect gift package today at omahasteaks.com. Don't forget, you'll get eight free burgers when you enter the code NOB in the search bar. Achieve gifting greatness with Omaha Steaks. Incredible flavor, incredible value, and 100% guaranteed. That's omahasteaks.com, keyword NOB. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. 
you know, since we're talking about holiday movies today, I just couldn't resist playing a little bit of holiday music. I hope you'll allow me to uh, indulge that. But I wanted to talk most importantly about what's coming the new year, because 2022 will be a focus on health. I can just see it already in health, nutrition, diet, energy, vitamins. They are always on our minds here on the Not Hold Better Show, especially this time of year. And we shouldn't allow gaps in our schedule, especially this time of year, to create gaps in our diet. Gaps in the diet shouldn't be ignored. Over 97% of women aged 19 to 50 are not getting enough vitamin D from their diet, and 95% are not getting their recommended daily intake of key omega-3s. This is big news, everybody. Our sponsor today, Ritual, offers an essential for women 18 plus vitamin, which has been formulated by exhaustive research to help fill nutrient gaps in the diets of women age 18 plus. It's formulated with nutrients to help support brain health, bone health, blood health, and provide antioxidant support. But Ritual, our sponsor day, did not stop there. Ritual invested in a gold standard university-led clinical trial to prove the impact of essential, the multivitamin essential for women 18 plus. The results, essential for women 18 plus was shown to increase vitamin D levels by 43% and omega-3 DHA levels by 41% in 12 weeks. The clinical study was published in leading scientific journal Frontiers in Nutrition. Ritual is committed to third-party testing from USP and the non-GMO project, traceable and vegan-friendly ingredients, and always clear communication. No shady stuff here at all with Ritual. And with Ritual, you will know where the ingredients come from and why it's there. Some call it obsessiveness. Ritual calls it traceability. I think that's really excellent. Right now, Ritual is offering my listeners 10% off of your first three months. That's right. Not old, better listeners can visit ritual.com and enter ritual.com slash NOB and turn healthy habits into a ritual. That's 10% off at ritual.com slash NOB. All of this will be in our show notes. Happy holidays, everybody, and thank you. We're with Mark Lapadula. Mark Lapadula is an instructor at Yale University, but will be appearing at One Day U talking about our favorite holiday films. The list is amazing, Mark Lapadula, and the cultural references and the influence on our culture are tremendous, too, from popular music to even the name of a hotel chain, right? I'm thinking, right. Of, yeah, tell us about that. I thought that was fascinating as I was kind of looking into well, it. Well, Holiday Inn, starring Bing Crosby... Uh, Virginia Dale, you know, he sings to her at the piano with the fire in the background. It's a great, great setting. Sings White Christmas. And the title of that movie later would be picked up and become the name of the Holiday Inn chain. It was inspired. The name was inspired from that film. And White Christmas, as I'm sure many people know, is the number one best-selling single of all time. Sold over 50 million copies. And or right. Um, meanwhile, the next nearest contender is 30 million copies, and that was Elton John's uh, 
re re sort of configuration of Candle in the Wind when Princess Diana um, died tragically in that car accident back in the late 1990s. But uh, White Christmas again. That is the that is the that is the sound you know the soundtrack of the Christmas season, along with some other great ones too. Um, I love I love uh, Let It Snow, Let It Snow with Dean Martin. I mean, we're going to start the presentation with a little bit of that. Um, whenever you hear the the music from the Charlie Brown's Christmas, you wonder, yeah, it's the Christmas you know it's Christmas time. But you're right, the music plays a, a significant role as well. Comedies are sure important to us over the holidays, and and I I can understand why Elf is a popular one in our household. Home Alone is there. You have Bad Santa on your list too, right. which is is a comedy, but it's a it can be a little blue, you know. I mean, a little right. the language, is, you know. If you're a stevedore, no, but certainly if you are just a you know your average eight year old watching, Bad Santa might have a little bit of a different take. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, the title of this is the classics, the best and a few of the worst. And certainly it's, <laughs> okay. it's the worst, an example of the worst behavior by a, a right, Santa gotcha. Claus figure. Right. Uh-huh. And so that's in the category where I sort of show the Santa helpers that are sort of Santa helpers that don't exactly give Santa a good name. Right. <laughs> because right. there are people that don't believe in Santa, uh, like the little girl Natalie Wood plays in Miracle on 34th Street or the boy in the Polar Express. Yeah. And it's probably because they've seen sort of role models through Santa's various helpers, which weren't exactly right. You know, we had the drunk Dan Aykroyd dressed in a Santa <laughs> suit and trading places, right? Yeah, He's pulling right. a gut out at the Christmas party, yeah. making everybody hit the floor. Uh, so it's, yeah, those are examples of the bad Santas, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but people then will have doubts. But in the end, you see, what really is Santa Claus? That is something genuine and real. Mm-hmm. Right, the spirit of what Christmas really means, mm-hmm. and 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 thinking, you know, family first, giving to others, being more patient, understanding that the world is a fragile place. That when we are together, this is not something that happens every day. We should make the most of it while we while we still have the chance, while we're still all here, mm-hmm. because so many times we'll say in Christmas gatherings or you know, wouldn't it be nice if uncle so-and-so or aunt so-and-so were still, or grandpa, grandma, grandpa were still with us. Well, they're with mm-hmm. us in spirit and they are, mm-hmm. but I mean, there was once upon a time when they were actually with us in the room. And if we're too busy looking just at the presence that we got and we sort of, sort of put in our peripheral vision, all the people that really mean most, I mean, again, this is what, this is what we have to, I hope that this presentation just reminds us, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's why I have how the Grinch stole Christmas. Well, sure, because <laughs> that's one of the best reminders. Right. I agree with you. Yeah, because, I mean, it's really the spirit there is coming through. The You know, Grinch is all about being, you know, kind of touched by the spirit, right. just like all of us, uh, I think, do get touched throughout the – but the the movies make it. Uh, uh, the Polar Express is one that you've mentioned. I, I love that one. But talk about Miracle on 34th, because that's, that's a classic. Why, why do you think that just remains a classic well, on, on the list? And where does that fall? Does that fall? Well, that in? falls in the one where, for, right. I mean, you, that's not an example of a, that's the example of how, well, he's not only a Santa's helper, he's Santa. Yeah. Right? He's a real Santa, but they don't yeah. believe in him. Yeah. And, uh, you see, know, it's so important to believe in, in 
someone who actually is just trying to do good in the world. You know, we're always look, well, what's his, what's, what's Santa's real motive, you know? <laughs> uh, but his motive is just to, well, yeah. I mean, try to make us realize that we have to be striving to be, you know, the good boy and girl that does, does deserve all this that we get. Because there are places in the world where, you know, it's going to be a pretty tough Christmas for all involved. We are so lucky that we can, you know, wake up in the morning in a nice, you know, house where we can go downstairs if it's a two-story colonial or whatever, or go into the room where the tree is and underneath the tree, there's going to be all this waiting just for us, right? We get to unwrap and be wowed by, oh my goodness, this is what I wanted, you know, just like in a Christmas story, he wants that mm-hmm. Red Rider, you know, BB gun rifle, uh, which will shoot your eye out. Everybody warns mm-hmm. him, right? Even the even that Santa's helper. And that's an example of a another Santa's helper when he puts his boot on little Ralphie Parker's forehead and just shoves him down the chute, right? Uh, it's a very funny moment. So, um, yeah, I think with Natalie Wood and Maureen O'Hara, there's just a, a, a beautiful chemistry mm-hmm. between them, mm-hmm. you know, as mother and daughter. And mm-hmm. when this guy just comes mm-hmm. in and he's just so interested in learning more about Natalie Wood, although I would think if he's Santa, he knows what grade she's in. And he says, you know, are you in the first grade? She goes, no, I'm in the second grade. It's a progressive school. And he goes, ah, progressive school. You would have thought, Santa, you, you should know that. You know it all, right? But he's just a down-to-earth guy who just wants to, well, do good in the world. And uh, he makes non-believers into believers that uh, we can all be better. We can all not be so judgmental. I mean, she thinks he's crazy, right, Maureen O'Hara? She thinks he's being just, you know, <laughs> he's deceiving people in ways that this is not good. And then in the end, both of them, she, Maureen O'Hara and her daughter, Natalie Wood, have a whole new way of looking at Christmas. And uh, it is a miracle, ultimately, uh, that this guy could be the one that she hired at Macy's just to be a Santa's helper. It turns out to be the real Santa Claus, yeah. right? Yeah, Natalie Wood. What is your favorite? What is your favorite? Oh, well, I don't interrupt you, but no, no, no. I, I, I honestly, I think my favorite is Elf, and um, it's cheery. Um, right. I love, um, I love the music throughout it. Um, you hear sat, you hear some sat, you hear um, Zoe right. Deschanel sing. Um, you you get these great, uh, you know, kind of animated, you know, images. Um, Will Ferrell just is he he's very genuine it's a it's a loving story it you know um uh Will Ferrell's stepbrother I guess uh uh James Conn's son um they have this really interesting relationship between between you know Elf uh Will Ferrell's character and right. and then this young boy so I, you know, for all those reasons, it just is a really, uh, and, and it, it, it's always been a, a yeah. favorite in our house too. And so we, we actually own the, you know, it's one of those movies that we actually own because we just like to watch it. So, you know, it's, it's a cute story. I understand that Will Ferrell, you know, who kind of made, you know, Anchorman sequels and so forth, never wanted to make a sequel to Elf, though. Is, yeah. is that right? Right. Yeah. Well, first of all, I agree with everything you just said. And I do think it's one of those movies. I mean, there are certain movies that you can sit and you can watch again and again. Mm-hmm. And I mean, 
some of most of these movies, right? They're they're really best only to watch <laughs> uh, at the, in Christmas at yeah. Christmas time, and mm. I would recommend all of them at just yeah. Christmas time. But yeah. Elf is an exa- example of one. If it was on in July, you'd want to watch it because it's so funny. Yes, right. So touching, and but I don't think Will Ferrell ever was as good. Uh-huh. I mean, he's been fine. He was fine in Anchorman, but I do think he probably gives his best performance because it's just such an innocence. Yeah to his character. Yeah. There's just such a an excitement about life, about every, just like when the man's waving down the taxi and he goes, hello, hello. Right. <laughs> right. And he goes in and, you know, best cup of world's best cup oh, of coffee. Right. Yeah. right? And he goes, congratulations, <laughs> you did it. You know? <laughs> and again, that kind of recognizing people for their accomplishments, that reminds me, you know what? Right. A little encouragement. Yeah. He, he teaches us so many things. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I agree with everything you're saying. And John Favreau, who, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you know, swingers, I yeah. thought of him as just uh, mainly an actor who also writes because he co-wrote Swingers uh, with Vince Vaughn in a very good movie. Yeah, yeah. Uh, But I never would have thought he'd become a director or a director who could take on a story like Elf that has so much action at the end. I mean, you have to be really good in order to be able to choreograph that type of intense complex uh-huh. which in this in this you know in this tone is comedic mm-hmm. uh dramatic action yeah uh, uh so he really whatever it was that elf did it inspired the best work from like the two of them the irony is what i've just read is that jean favreau wants to do a sequel and he mm-hmm. even has been interviewed where he said there will be a sequel it's coming again we're working on it and then Will Ferrell always sort of puts kind of cold water and says, well, I don't really think there's going to be a sequel. And then recently, just a few years ago, he said, I, don't, I, don't, I really don't see a sequel ever happening. And I guess what it came down to is that he, he just didn't enjoy working with John Favreau huh. as much as maybe he enjoys working with other directors. He yeah, didn't want to revisit yeah. that experience. It came out beautifully. Yeah. You know what? Let's not, let's not screw it up. Let's, it's, it is what it is, and I'm proud of it. It's kind of like Bill Murray and um, Harold Ramis. Oh, they made yeah. Groundhog Day, and they they worked so well together. But then later, there was some kind of something that happened in the relationship where Bill Murray did not want to work with Harold Ramis anymore. And even Harold Ramis said, "Well, I, I've reached out to him several times. I don't know what it is. I mean, I would love. I'm sorry, whatever I did, but I, I would love to work with him again. But but that's what happens. I mean, artists yeah. they Creative are temperamental, or sometimes uh, they are." Uh. You know, they see us in ways, you know, when they see their collaborators in ways that maybe the collaborator doesn't realize they're doing certain things that are kind of driving, um, you know, them crazy or, you know, just, you know, annoying them. Mm-hmm. So I, I would just, again, say what well, with Harold Ramis and with Bill Murray, thank God we have Groundhog Day. Right. right. That's the gift that right. they gave us in that collaboration. Yes, it would have been nice if there could have been five collaborations between the two of them and mm-hmm. all the movies were on the level of Groundhog Day, but they might not have been. And, you know, it was all working together on that one. So, yeah. Yeah. Good good for them. You know, Casablanca is a movie that See, what's, what's great about these movies, like Casablanca always chokes you up at the end. You've seen it 40 times, but you're still <laughs> choked up at the end. And you're still hoping at the end that Rick and you know, um, you know, Ingrid Bergman and Humphrey Bogart will be, Ilsa will be together. Yeah, you know, this is going to be a new reel that they found, and they're going to actually stay together uh, at the end of Casablanca. But <laughs> the they new don't. reel. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and so some people literally cry 
no matter how many times they've seen it. And these are genuine tears. Yeah. And, you know, Blade Runner for me is a movie with Rudger Hauer, who I was fortunate enough, the late, great Rudger Hauer, to co-produce a movie that he starred. He ad-libbed that soliloquy in his death moment on that rooftop in Blade Runner. And it's so powerful. No matter how many times I've seen it, it's almost like the first time I've seen it. Hmm. And you see, what's great is if you can then take some of these Christmas films and say, you know what? They're in that kind of category. And that what I'm looking for, and you know, Blade Runner reminds you about the precious fragileness of life, right? Um, we can't take it for granted. Well, these Christmas movies that really deliver, they deliver the tears, they deliver the emotions, they never disappoint us because they're, I mean, they're not going to let us down. They're going to make us rediscover. Because a lot of times our emotions, like you said, you know, with, with, you know, we're wearing masks now. People can't mm-hmm. even see our expressions. We're, mm-hmm. we're, 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 you know, under stress, you know, with our job and, you know, with the world at large, what's in the news. Isn't it nice, like, to have a, a moment where you can watch these movies, these Christmas movies, and in the end, even though you go through a lot of hoops, in It's a Wonderful Life. You know, it's funny in the beginning, but then it gets really dark yeah. and it's really sad. Mm-hmm. But then it kind of uh, turns it all around. And it was that journey of, you know, uh, well, happiness then that became sadness that now has become just you rejoice in the fact that you have another chance, you know, that you're going to be able to, you know, really look at life again in a new way and not waste any of these precious opportunities that present themselves to you you know, in the near future and hopefully the distant future. And again, that's what those movies reinforce. And if we remember that, you know, that becomes part of our New Year's resolution. You know, what I'm going to do for 2022, well, I'm going to be try to be more patient with people. I'm going to try to listen more and not interrupt so much, you know, because I do think I know the answer before they even say it. You know, whether that's my wife or that's my friend or that's a student or that's a colleague, why not listen to their point of view and let them, let them have their moment too. And see, that's, the, that's what's so nice about these, these films is that, yeah, the main character becomes just much more aware of how it's about letting others also soar. It's not just about me. You know, Bill Murray and Scrooge. Mark Lapadula, always a pleasure to talk to you. I'm, I'm excited for this upcoming presentation at One Day Year. Again, we're going to put links to where you can find out more information about Mark Lapadula's presentation. There's a discount code. There's all kinds of great stuff online about this uh, holiday film presentation by Mark Lapadula, who's been our guest today. Thanks so much for your time today, Mark. Uh, I know we're going to have you back soon. I'm looking forward to that. But this one, this one just jumped out at me as being a, a favorite immediately. So I just encourage all of my audience to go out there, check it out again. Check out the show notes where you can find out more information about Mark Lapadula and his One Day You presentation. Thanks, Mark. Thank you, Paul. You're the best. And Merry Christmas to everyone. Happy holidays. And I hope you all have a great new year. So thank you so much, Paul. Okay, Mark. Thank you. I'll talk to you soon. My thanks to Mark Lapadula for his time and energy today sharing all of his Christmas movies. You got to check out the show notes on Mark Lapadula's upcoming presentation at One Day You. For all the details, there's a special advantage there for not all Better Show listeners. My thanks to sponsors, Omaha Steaks and Ritual.com. Please support our sponsors. My thanks, of course, to you, my wonderful not old Better Show audience. Be safe, stay warm, have a wonderful holiday, everybody. And let's talk about better, the not old Better Show. Thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody.